This call is being recorded. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I am good. I had to turn my phone off and turn it back on. It got frozen. But I'm good now. Well, thank you for joining me for my podcast. I decided to start podcasting again. I actually did one a little while ago about the dream I was telling you about earlier today. Mm. But, uh, can you introduce yourself to everybody? Because I said I'm not, you know, podcast. I kept thinking I had to do something formal, but really just me running my mouth. And I had the most interesting friends. And so you and I were talking earlier and I said we should be doing a podcast. So that's how this all came about. But can you introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, my name is Nicola Mitchell. I am a writer, a literary expert, and I'm also the founder of Girls Who Brunch Tour. Yes, Girls Who Brunch Tour, which is absolutely amazing. And can you tell everybody a little bit about Girls Who Brunch Tour? With Girls Who Brunch, we take um, low-income at-risk girls ages um, 9 through 17, and we give them a girls' empowerment conference. We um, sponsor girls who are victims from the sex trade, girls who are in group homes, girls who are in foster care, girls who are in protective custody from their parents, and we bring them all together with girls who have businesses and girls who have normal circumstances. They don't know the, their um, their peers' backgrounds, and we just do a girls' empowerment conference. Absolutely. Amen. And they're wonderful conferences and everything, and I'm so happy to be a part you know, yeah, uh, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls who brunch to us, everybody, make sure you check that out, and because it is a very amazing experience, and I'm so proud of you, all the recognition and everything that you got that you finally deserve, like from L'Oreal. Could you tell everybody what recently happened with L'Oreal and some of the other um, recent positive things that have happened in your life? Okay, yeah. So, um, yes, number one, I want to say thank you. Zane is part of that advisory board with the organization. She has been here since day one, and she has supported us through um, obtaining locations, obtaining speakers, obtaining sponsorship, and we couldn't have done half of what we've done. As of date, we've serviced 8,000 girls, and even when you're not there, Ms. Zane, you have assisted so many ways. So, number one, I want to thank you Aww. in regards to that. Yes, we've hit 8,000, child. 8,000. Look at that. Yeah. And um, with L'Oreal Paris, um, I am one of their 2019 Women of Worth. There are 10 um, other girls, women in my graduating class. Um, there's 140 of us nationwide. So, we're like a sorority. And so now we're part of the L'Oreal family, and they, um, with along with that honor and their recognition, they donated ten thousand dollars towards the organization. But they've given us so much more jewels and so much more relationships that is way more valuable than the money. And um, it's it's just been like a dream. Like you do this, like I told Zane one day. The, through the whole process, it was a long process, and I just kept counting myself out, like, what I'm doing isn't that great. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, and there's so many other worthy causes out here. But um, Zane kept motivating me, like, no, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. And to, 
to know that we were picked out of a thousand women of the ten, it was great. But to also know that you're being recognized and being honored and treated like a celebrity for doing good, for not for the books you've written, not for the people that you worked with, but just for doing good, giving back, going broke some days, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you gave yourself, and it was my pleasure to you know, be one of the people that wrote a recommendation recommendation letter for you to get that award. But I have to tell this funny story. I don't know if I ever told yes, you. Ma'am. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody out there listening, I was actually recorded for Nicola's um, video that they showed at the award presentation. I was one of the people who was interviewed to talk about um, what she does with the organization. So when she asked me what I do it, here it is, I'm worried about showing up to be taped and to be camera ready, right? Thinking, oh, I need to have my makeup done. <laughs> and, and, say, and, it, and then I get there and it dies on me, wait a minute, this is for L'Oreal. So I walk into where everything was being taped and I have never in my life seen so much makeup on a counter. <laughs> yes! <laughs> makeup. I mean, I've been on talk shows and I've been, you know, been made up for magazine covers. And also, first of all, it was very stupid of me not to even think, okay, like, duh, this is for L'Oreal. So they're not going to have me on tape looking like some cave witch. (laughs) But it was just so funny because I walk in and the whole kitchen island, like this big ass island, is covered with all of this makeup. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy sitting there ready to, you know, to beat my face. So anyway, I just thought that was funny. I don't know if I ever told you that story that I was worried about having uh-huh. my makeup straight. <laughs> you came in like a champ and a pro, but I was shocked too. Like, you know, the whole time you know, we've been talking about this, I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, okay, that's going to be a donation towards the nonprofit because at that time, that was the biggest thing. I didn't think of everything that was going to come with it. So mm-hmm. I was shocked when mm-hmm. <laughs> they told me, okay, they're going to take, I've been safe for interviews and things like that. They brought a full production team. They had a whole production. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went back that day and I was laughing. I even told a couple of guys I knew. I said, I showed up there thinking I had to have my makeup on point because it was for L'Oreal. <laughs> Uh-huh. Not even thinking, you know, of course they're going to have a makeup artist here. So anyway, that was just hilarious within itself. <laughs> but, you know, what you and I were talking about earlier, I was telling you that I had a, you know, all of us are sheltered in place, at least we're supposed to be right now. Uh-huh. So I had a, what I call, come to truth, come to Jesus moment a few days ago. I decided, uh-huh. and I didn't even want to do I started to do it on my phone, and I said, no. And um, I got out this journal that somebody had given me at this event several years ago. I had this pretty little journal that had life reimagined on the front. And I opened it up and I said, you know what, I'm going to be honest. So I put one page in the top of the page, I put trust. And then the next page, I put not trustworthy, not, not trust, do not trust. And because I said, I need to be very honest about all the people in my life who have not upset me, but have disappointed me. And I knew I was going to have a very long list of people I couldn't trust. And it was sad, but I was honest about it. Even when it came down to some relatives, I was honest. I put them on the list. 
And then I started working on my trust list and I was kind of nervous. I said, wow, I hope I can even get to, you know, (laughs) I didn't know how many people I was trying to get to, but I was really shocked that my trust list was longer than I thought it would be, which is a blessing. But Uh it doesn't negate the fact that there's so many people around us that are just not trustworthy. I mean, and and even then, you know, they can tell you they love you all the time. They can act like they have your best best interest at heart. But like I told you earlier today, because we were talking about a lot of things you've been through, there are people who just dislike you because they don't like the way other people love you. Yeah, that was powerful. And I told you that earlier today, and I and I got to thinking about that, and it's really true. Not to say that that's always the case. I mean, there are some people that are just, just straight up, you know, manipulators, opportunists, um, that kind of thing. And I mean, and you're very smart, and I'm very smart, but what amazes me is that people think we got where we are by not being smart and thinking right. that, you know, we're stupid enough to believe them. You know, and most of the time I hear people when they drive up, <laughs> you know, I hear uh-huh. them drive up. And again, you know, the other thing I was telling you earlier today is that I know I have a lot of flaws and I've never said I didn't. I have flaws. Everybody I know has flaws. And that's why the characters in my books all have flaws. If anybody who's read my books or watched my shows or movies, anything, I write about people that have a lot of flaws um, because that's what life is really about. But what at the end of the day, I have to decide, are these flaws that I can accept from someone or not? And if I can't accept their flaws, then I can't have them around me, you know, and you you and I discussed that earlier. Um, You know, just negative energy and all that stuff. I just wanted you to share, you know, some of your thoughts because, you know, I start rambling and stuff, but. (laughs) I mean, you, you hit it on the head, like especially being in this industry, especially being what people consider a quote-unquote influencer or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you always have to be guarded on relationships, especially new ones, but old ones as well, because, you you know, people love you, but they, they they want you to still be the same you that they were the past people when you initially came into their life. They like to go on the excursions and the things, the the benefits of your life, but you're actually having to work to do it. Everybody's not there for it. So that's number one. And then number two, the new people, I mean, it's like not even just for men, but when I meet a new guy, praise God, I got a good one right now. But before him, I was like, are you an opportunist? Are you, what are you trying to be? Are you here thinking I'm going to help you build your brand, your career? Are you here thinking I'm going to take care of you? Like, what is your, your reason why you want to be here? And now is the sad part is we have to look at that with women as well because there's people that just come into your life to try to suck you dry for your information and your knowledge. Right. You get, there's, some, there's so many people that you are giving more than what you're getting. And I just made a stand for myself that at this point in my life, and especially, you know, rewind, I was diagnosed with uterine and cervical cancer two years ago. That's when I really put a lot of stuff into perspective with relationships and people because that was the loneliest time of my life. Mm -hmm. And all these people that I know, 
I went through almost all that by myself. Right. Mm. And so it's like, it's, you know, you, when you go through something like that, a life-altering type thing, you really start saying, okay, I am really got to put me forth. So when we were just talking earlier in regards to relationships and trust, you mm. do have to do that list often because right. every time there's a new accolade, even with this L'Oreal thing we were talking about, I've just seen some of the people who I thought would be the happiest for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think they weren't happy for me. They were just not happy that it wasn't both them. of us or all of us or them or whatever. I was getting more of that energy than letting me enjoy the moment because I'm working all the time. Like, damn, that was the first time that I they were forcing me to enjoy the moment because you've seen it. The guy, Sam, who was interviewing us, he when he was interviewing me, he was like, okay, tell me about you. Why did you start this organization? I'm like, well, great, and this one and that one and that. He's like, okay, wait, wait. That's cool. They're here. But none of this would be here if right. it wasn't for you. So tell me about you. It was like a counseling session. I'm crying. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> because it's like you, you want to be a people pleaser so badly because you're in this spotlight and you don't want anybody to feel slighted because you're in this spotlight. But damn, there's nothing wrong to celebrate you. Well, I have seen you sacrifice and and even when you were dealing with your illness and dealing with, you know, a lot of other personal issues, you still didn't let those little girls down. And I admire you for that. And, you know, we just have to, like, I used to, twice a year, I used to do what I call an emotional clearinghouse. And I'm going to start doing that again. I would always do it on New Year's Eve and then, like, right around the 4th of July weekend. And what that emotional clearinghouse meant is that I would go through everybody that was currently had anything to do with my life and decide who had to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even when I made the list the other day, most of those people had been long gone. But I mean, I went way back, you know, to the list of all the people who ever, you know, betrayed me, had proven I couldn't trust them. I went way back. Most of those people are long gone, you know, out of my life. But you know what's interesting? My daughter is and we both have daughters my daughter is less than half my age and Mm -hmm. I when I was showing her my list she said well you know what I need to make my list well actually we were on the Mm -hmm. phone and she decided to make her list and it was amazing that at her age at 25 she already has quite a list but the other crazy part is earlier that day I was talking to a good friend of mine who's in her mid-70s and she and I had had a long conversation about people that she recently found out she couldn't trust. And I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. wow, so 25, you know, in the the 20s, in the 50s, and in the 70s, same shit still going on. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing that people, you know, at all different ages just present themselves not to be trustworthy. And honestly, half the time is mind-boggling to me what some people do. First of all, like, again, they really must think somebody's stupid and doesn't see them coming. That's A. Um, B, the fact that it would still be going on. Like, really, somebody's entire life, it could still be going on. People are just doing things and lying and 
you know, and then when you call them on it, they play stupid and act like they didn't get caught. And that's what I really don't like. I don't like when people insult my intelligence. Because yeah, I will call somebody on this stuff, you know, and then they'll try to lie and say they didn't do something or didn't say something. But I know you did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, I, I know, you know, it's like I said, if I wouldn't be asking the question if I didn't already know the answer. You know, that kind of thing. Half the time when somebody's asking you a question, they already know the answer. They just want to see if you're going to tell the truth. Girl, you are preaching right now. <laughs> so that's the you way. You are preaching. I just want to see if people are going to insult my intelligence by, you know, trying to lie about it. And I don't know, you know, recently I've had another situation going on. Have you had people that try to, women, who try to sabotage your relationships with other women? Child, yes, yes. I I don't even get that, but yeah, and I don't even think it has anything to do with you per se. Mm-hmm. I think they're they got like you said they they don't love they don't like how somebody else love you. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they're talking and they're saying stuff to just sprinkle a little whatever because they they don't want that person to love you more than they love them. Mm-hmm. And it and again, it's like a bully. It's like a bully really don't have any issues with you. They really want to be you, or they really are envious of you, or things like mm-hmm. that. And I believe that that's all it is. A person that try to sabotage your relationship is just another new form grown bully. Right, and then to think that you know people are not gonna come back and tell me stuff is just foolish. You that's know? the best part. Because it comes right back to me. What people say about me, nine times out of ten, comes right back to me. I hear about it almost in real time. And then mm-hmm. they smile up in my face like, you know, oh, I just love you. You know, oh, you know, we're just so close friends. But no, but you just tried to stab me in my back. And I know you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's just very fascinating to me. Um, the whole dynamics of the thing. Because if I'm your friend, I'm your friend. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I don't have any ulterior motives, anything like that. I'm just your friend. You know, period. But I I do have a problem with, and we discussed this earlier too, the whole negative energy fields that are around some people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's some people that I just know no matter what, I can tell you in my life, I can do the most positive thing in the world. And there are three people, and I'm not going to name them, that I guarantee that I'm almost guaranteed they're going to say something negative or throw some kind of shade. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I see it coming, and I know it's going to happen. And each time I'm like thinking to myself, wow, here we go again. You know, um, but then there's, but I still care about them enough that I keep them around. They're just negative people. But then the uh-huh. other people that just have a, it's just too much negativity that I just can't, you know, deal with them at all. You know, and you and I discussed that as well. And, yeah. you know, it's just unfortunate. But the crazy part is, you know, again, I'm not naming anybody, but when I brought up about negative people, the person I was talking about, you you brought up that same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it just yeah. shows that I was not, you know, hallucinating anything like that. We both felt 
wow, you know, this person is just so, you know, negative and neither one of us deal with this particular person anymore for that reason. And that's sad. Um, yeah. I learned how to bow gracefully a long time ago, man. Like, I, if it's too hard for me to be your friend and if I feel that you're pulling too much of my energy, mm-hmm. uh, I will bow out gracefully. And with that particular person, I had to because I start catching myself being quote unquote negative, you know? Right. And I I'm not even a negative person and I'll apologize and I'll tell people, you know, that sometimes you know, I don't feel well or, you know, I'm on medication and things like that. I just I'm it may make me feel damper. And I'll tell you, you know, hey, I'm not feeling the best. You know, I'm I'm venting right now. But that's very far in between when I do that. I try to be the most optimistic person. But right. when you're around negativity, you start finding yourself being negative. And that when you, I'm like, well, no, that's not me. Something for somebody and invite them to nice places and, you know, do things for them. And it's always something negative coming out their mouth. It gets old. Yeah. You It gets to the point where it got to the point for me where I couldn't even enjoy stuff I was trying to do because like you I'm a very positive person and if the person was around at an event or wherever it was or out to eat or just anywhere you know when it was always something negative even if it was a very something else that somebody else would appreciate and see the goodness Mm -hmm. in you know it was like some people look for something negative to say and that's the way I, I have some people around me still that are like that. But again, you know, I, the trade-off for me is, okay, I can accept the flaws and the ones that are around me, but it does make me sometimes not want to share anything with them because I know they're going to say something negative. Yeah, and when you got to start keeping your stuff to yourself with the people that's supposed to be around you and the closest to you, and mm-hmm. you just stop talking about it because you don't want that negativity, that's typically a telltale sign that you do need to remove them because right. you shouldn't have to change who you are for anyone right. else. Right. Exactly. I totally yeah. agree. What else you want to talk about, girl? Yeah. Girl, <laughs> I'm talking about everything. Girl, I went to Walmart because I needed some stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a mission. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, that was a mission. This I didn't know they had the the store shut down like that. You can't go in and the social distancing. That that's wild to me. And you it's know, crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like a nerd growing up. I used to read like Brave New World and all these different books about things like this may happen. And to see it happening right now. It's like your life, our lives changed. We went to sleep one night and woke up and everything was different. And we're in the middle of a global uh, pandemic. Now, who would ever thought, you know, all this stuff, this, you know, personal protection equipment and uh, social distancing and, you know, all of these terms, self-quarantining and all this stuff. It's just unbelievable that we're sitting here and this is our, like, daily life, man. Exactly. How do That's you feel scary when all this is over, do you feel like you're going to be comfortable going around a lot of crowds and stuff? Um, I do believe for me, I would be okay to be in crowds. It's just now um, 
like what's going to be the new normal for everyone else. Because I ain't gonna lie, everybody will take a minute. <laughs> 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 Before I yeah. you know, any crowded, you know, places with a bunch of people for a minute. Yeah. 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 I think that that fear is real. I mean, um, a young lady that I knew in Vegas that was thirty eight years old, she passed away last weekend and oh, um, good. Yeah, and Kia, she passed away, and um, just, you know, I've been just hearing so many different things, and it's just scary, and it's really, right now, even more so scary, being black, and seeing how many of our people are dying, yeah. or whatever, compared to everyone else. And, you know, and, weeks ago, people were online talking that fools just like, Oh, ain't no black people dying from this. I'm like, yes, they are. You yes. Know, it's the part that people, you know, were saying, oh, no, it's not us. And then come to find out, it's mostly us. It's mostly us. And the thing is, so I had a conversation about that earlier. And um, in regards to black people feeling like, oh, it can happen to us. And I think the the situation with that was black people, we want to believe that we, we can't, we're coming out on top on something. We're oppressed with so many different situations mm-hmm. that when in the beginning, when they were like, oh, our melanin or whatever, it's not going to happen to us. It was like, yeah, we wanted to believe that because, man, that it shows that we are, who we are, like, you know, we've been fighting and telling people that we are kings, we're queens, we're this, we're that, and that was just, like, a, a time, a moment that was like, oh, yeah, we're we we, we we're immune to that. No, we're not. It's a life situation. But I understood the, the ignorance of it because we wanted something to hold on to. You know, I get it, but mm-hmm. with that same ignorance is why we are leading like Michigan, there's 17% black people, and it's like 50% black people that are dying. Right. That's it's horrible. Tough. It's terrible, you That's know. Horrible. So I carry other people's pain. So it's just, I can tell you right now, it's been hard on me watching this stuff, but I can't turn away because I feel like yeah. if, I'm turn, if I turn away, it's like I don't care. But at the same yeah. time, it's very hard for me to... Um, you know, watch all these people dying and hear their stories and see their loved ones talking about it and knowing that people had to die alone and, you know, yeah. all stuff. And it's just, it's terrible, but I feel like I need to witness this because this is a very, this should be for everybody a very humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, this should be, this should humble everybody. Anybody that doesn't see this as a humbling experience and doesn't realize that we're all in this together as issues because it don't matter how much money you have or don't have. It don't matter you got private planes and gold records and all that kind of stuff. None of that. And um, it's just really, really sad. And I mean, for me going on social media right now, it's, Part of it is I kind of want to feel connected to the world, but the other part is it's just so much bad news. You know, just going down my timeline and seeing people say 
you know, my brother died, my cousin died, my mother died. It's like, oh my God, all this pain, you know. Um, It's just really, really hard because it's affected so many people that I know, you know, and it's just, and let's face it, it's scary. I ain't gonna lie, I'm scared. Yeah. You know, who wants to be in a situation where they can't breathe, you know, and, and yeah. you know, hooked up to a ventilator and, and not being able to, you know, say goodbye. My sisters would tell me about this young lady in Merlin today who worked at Giant Supermarket and she had volunteered to, they have apparently senior hours where the seniors can come in, which I think is a great idea. And people mm-hmm. help the groceries and, you know. Okay, so, so this 27-year-old girl had told her mother she wanted to help the seniors, and so she kept going to work, and she ended up dying from it. Hmm. But I've seen some senior citizens out here struggling and tried to help them, you know, and stuff. And, like, my oldest son, he was in Costco one day, and these people were running in front of this older woman to get the last rotisserie chicken, and he jumped in front of all of them and got it for her. You know, some people are just so insensitive, you know what I mean? They saw her going to get that chicken. But they, yeah. You know what I mean? So he had to go get it for her and protect it, you know, so she could get that chicken. You know, but I think about all the, because uh, you know I volunteer, you know I volunteer with the youth, but I also volunteer with seniors. And, you know, a lot of them mm-hmm. are depressed already because they're isolated. Even here in Georgia, yeah. they live by themselves and they don't have anybody to check on them, you know, anything like that. And I wish I had like a list, to be honest with you, because I would be calling and checking and seeing if they needed anything. You know, anything like that. I wish I like had a list of like personal names that I could call up when I volunteer, you know, if like at a home or whatever, you know, different places. But right. I mean, I know that there are people out there that are not just kids that are scared, but uh, older people. I know they've got to be scared because they know they're in that age range. You know, a lot of them live by themselves. You know, they don't really have anybody to check up on them. They need their groceries. You know, they need stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's just, I can't even imagine, you know, those who don't have anybody. And then, you know, yeah. what we're talking about, too, is how many people are stuck in the houses with their abusers. Yes. Yeah, both kids and, you know, adults yeah. that are at home with their abusers right now. A lot, for a lot of kids, that was their form of escape. Getting out the house, you know, school was their way, mm-hmm. getting away from the madness at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my kid, she's a child protective services investigator, and I was fussing at her yesterday because she's a frontline essential worker. She does not have any gloves. I had to send her some uh, masks in the mail, and, like, I told her not to call my phone anymore because she had some gloves. But I even told her, like, go to the barbecue section in Walmart, you know, get the gloves from back there. Mm-hmm. And she um, was like, there's no gloves. Her job did not give her any gloves. Or they just told giving them hand sanitizer. And she's, she was in someone's house yesterday for two hours taking their kids in the country, and she had no signal. And um, so the other problem is these children don't have anywhere to go. So now she was right. at work with somebody else. They're taking turns watching kids that they can't place. So they're, they're sitting up in their office, but I guess it's better than being with their abuser. But, right. like, they're taking a chance every day mm-hmm. going to work, t- 
taking care, trying to save these people. And then I, you know, with these babies being at home, and I'm really personable with the girls, the girls who brunch, they're all calling me on FaceTime and on Instagram. So my phone is just going off all hours. And I had two little girls, their sisters, and they had called me and they were outside in the rain running around with heels on. And I'm like, where's your mother? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's gone. They didn't say she was at work. She was gone. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at this situation and I'm like, okay. So I'm talking them to get back in the house. When they go in the house, girl, it's clothes and trash and stuff. So I'm looking from the front door to the kitchen. I'm like, I've never seen clothes in the kitchen. So wow. I'm in here telling these babies, like, you need to clean up. You got to make sure it's better for your mom, blah, 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 you know. And I'm, like, trying to parent from the the, the FaceTime. And then um, the whole purpose of them calling was because they are like, ma'am, you know, uh, are you going to have the thing, because it was a Sunday, are you going to have the Facebook on tomorrow? What's going to be tomorrow's topic? And that's when they start telling me they don't have a computer. They don't have a tablet, and they don't have Wi-Fi in their mm-hmm. house. All they have is their phone. So mm-hmm. they're not participating in virtual learning right now because they don't have the tools that they need in their house. So that's been like my other stressor. You know, I'm like, okay, we got to get these kids devices or stuff. But the other thing was, so there there's so many little girls and boys that are just like them that are just, glued to their phone right now because they're in the house, they're being abandoned, they're whatever, and they can't even really do their homework. They're struggling with it. So there has to be some type of positive. program or has a program where kids can get devices. Um, so you do have, you know, I remember you saying you have that, yet yeah, they need, I have a bunch well, of them. The, the city of Atlanta, Atlanta Public Schools, they have sent out a you know, thing where people can sign up to pick up devices they need them for their kids. Right, but these babies aren't in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Kentucky. And that's one thing. I've, so I've been on the phone with Cox and on the West Coast. I've been on the phone with Comcast. Like, even trying to negotiate with some of my parents for uh, that old bill. Because, yes, they're giving away free service. But if a parent owes a past-due bill, they're not giving them the service they have to get that bill paid free hot spots all over right that's what you're if if you don't have xfinity and if you don't have a login to get onto their free hot spot then you so you know i've been going back and forth everybody i thought they opened it up to everybody Mm-mm. You have to actually have a login and logins with an account to get into that free Wi-Fi. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I've been going back and forth about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. And so, like, with our um, on the Facebook takeovers, um, since the kids been out of school, I've been having different people either read books or host a workshop for these girls. So mm-hmm. they were like, are you doing it tomorrow? Because that's like... They're functional. That's their education. They were excited about that. So, excited about what you're doing with that. Okay, so um, on our Girls Who Brunch Tour Facebook page, we are ha- having different people read books and host workshops virtually at 11, at 2, and at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
for kids. It's not necessarily have to be for girls. We want it for everybody. Uh, we've had bacon with grandpa as a topic. We've had exercise sessions. We're going to have a yoga session come up. Um, I just want uh, different girls and adults and reading books. We've had financial literacy. I just want something yeah, for at least 30 Friday. minutes. Hmm? Is this Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, three times a day. And what are the times again? 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. Oh, okay, cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. So we started that the first day the kids were out of school, and we're going to continue it till either summer break or they go back to school. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I said, I, and I was going to do it. I said I was going to teach a free creative writing class for kids online. I just got to figure out how to do it. I'm not as tech savvy as you. But I'm going to figure it out. I may just record <laughs> it. Um, you know, record it and then upload it or something. I'll figure it out. But well, I'm definitely, I'll help you with that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, yeah. It's a good time for kids to, I know when I was a child and even now, it's good just to escape into your imagination sometimes, especially when there's so much other stressful stuff going on. Um, yeah. And I'm so sorry for everything that the kids are going through. You know, there's nothing anybody can really do about it, but... You know, we can just do the best that we can, though. I mean, we can't change what's happening as far as the global pandemic, but I just know they just have to be terrified. I mean, adults are terrified, so I know kids are. Yeah, they're they're scared. And then, you know, their children, like I said, at home with their abusers. I'm terrified for some of some women that I know mm -hmm. that, I, that are at home by themselves who can't leave that have anxiety, that have depression. So I have like, um, have a roll call, just just keep checking on people. Yeah, I'll that's the topic the I want to cover. I have a friend who's a um, psychiatrist. I'm going to ask her to do a podcast and talk to them, you know, about dealing with that kind of stuff because it's very, very important. Mm -hmm. I have a lot it's of anxiety issues, and I know you're just being, you know, in the house by themselves has to be, you know, terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just crazy. The whole thing is just crazy. Yeah, it's scary. I've had a couple of friends. We just having a conversation, just bust out crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? You know, and uh, nobody has their normal releases. You know, for women, normally we can go to the hair salon and nail salon and go have drinks with friends and stuff. And men don't. Men don't have sports bars to go to. They don't have no sports to watch. You know, mm -hmm. all the normal outlets. They can't go play golf. You know, all the normal outlets that people have. Can't go to the gym. You know, neither men or women go to the gym. So all the stuff that people usually try to do to try to deflect some stress, you know, you just have to adapt and find other ways to do it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that's it. I yeah, said, I was out. You gotta be encouraging right now, so I could go walking in by creeks and all that kind of stuff. Only thing mm -hmm. I concrete jungle, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but this has been great, and hopefully we can do another podcast together. Yes, thank you for having me. We always have the best conversation. Yeah, we do. And as I was saying, I, you know, I had just great conversations with some of my friends. So I said, you know what? Let me just start podcasting and talking 
you know, about different topics and stuff. But um, do you have any advice for people who um, are really just dealing, trying to deal with all this right now? My advice that I have for anybody that is dealing with stress, depression, frustration, um, don't keep it to yourself. Pick mm-hmm. up the phone, call somebody. Um, hell, if you need to find me on Facebook or Instagram, DM me. Um, I'm, I'm MZ underscore Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A, um, on Instagram. I will talk to you because there's other people in this world, especially your circle. I think sometimes as women, we're so proud and we're so ashamed to let somebody know that we're vulnerable or mm-hmm. feel a certain type of way. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. It is okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my biggest advice. Oh, yeah, and that's so sweet of you to offer to talk to the people. I know that you really mean it and all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking about starting, like, a daily call or something. I don't know. I don't want to get myself into too much because, you know, I'm the queen to get myself into um, <laughs> Girl. stuff and taking on too much. But I'm thinking about, you know, I, you know at least for now, having a daily call. Uh, when I first started, You'll Never Stand Alone, which, wow, it's been... Nine years now. It's amazing. Um, my female empowerment group on Facebook, which the podcast mm-hmm. is named after, we had a twice daily prayer call. Um, but, you know, over the years, all of that's kind of fallen off. But I would love to do maybe a daily call every day, maybe at noon or like a lunchtime call. And everybody who wants to call it can just call in and vent, you know, and talk about different topics and stuff. I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> Like that would be good, so, though. Once we go back to the regular life, though, it would be hard for me to do that at noon every day. But maybe I can ha- get somebody else to, you know, help facilitate it, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But for now, I could do it. I mean, I'm in the house just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, yeah I so think that will be good. And because yeah. once, once you open up the outlet, everybody's going to start talking to each other anyway. Right. So I think that will be good. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. And so you already told everybody how to find you on Instagram. How can they find you on Facebook? My Facebook is Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A, Mitchell. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, M-Z, Miss Nicola, M-Z underscore Nicola. You can check out my website, I am Nicola, N-I-C-O-L-A dot com. Or you can just go to my baby and check out Girls Who Brunch Tour. That's Girls. G-I-R-L-S, who, brunch, like breakfast and lunch, B-R-U-N-C-H, tour, T-O-U-R, dot com. You can sign up to be a speaker. You can sign up um, your child for future um, events. I'm praying because we're supposed to kick off the tour. We're supposed to have our day but I already have that figured out. Um, but I'll ask you about that, but I'll ask you about that when we're not on here. Yeah, I'll talk talk to you about that. But we're supposed to kick off the tour in Charlotte in June, Mm -hmm. on June 27th. So I'm trying to figure out an alternate just in case we're still under quarantine or anything else like that or can only do 10 at a time or, you know, trying to think of like an online situation to be able to get everybody access because these group homes and stuff do not have – 
access like that. So I'm trying to, I've been working on that too every day. So if you have any suggestions, I'm open. Hmm? May have to do a virtual gala this year. I was thinking about that. I was like, um, to award the girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, just ship everything. Cause I got, I even got Build a Bear to donate each um, two hundred teddy bears. Oh, for the nice. girls. Yeah, this is gonna be like the best gala. Like, oh, I'm so crazy how things happen. So we'll get it done one way or another. What we're talking about, everyone, is the Tutu and Tennis Shoe Gala that we have every Memorial Day weekend that I generally host. And it's really cute because, it's like I said, it's tutus and tennis shoes. And mm-hmm. um, we may just have to do a virtual one this year. Like, yeah. this is like the new normal, I guess, and we just have to figure it out. Yeah, gotcha. Everybody's having these, you know, Instagram uh, concerts and... All that kind of stuff. We might have to just step into 2020. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, and figure it out. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks so much, Nicola. You're welcome. I'm hugging you far away. And... Yes, yeah, social distancing. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Nice to meet everybody. Follow us. Yes. Stay connected. All right. And... Bye-bye. Bye.